G'day one, g'day one and g'day all, welcome to another episode of Strange Days Broadcast. <clears throat> there is no doubt about it. There is no doubt about it. South of the Mississippi, there's no doubt about it, Monica. I ain't gonna work for no doubt about it. I ain't gonna work for Maggie's mind no more. Yeah.
from Monica's My Name Oz. No doubt about it. broadcast off without a quick song for my darling Monica. This one's for you. I don't use
Wait till I get the harmonica around. <laughs> I never use WikiLeaks for it. There we go. That was for my darling Monica. Let's play one for Robin. Third eye, 
bubble between just above half an inch between your eyes further an inch and you might experience something that you've never experienced before it's all in the mind guys it's a mind game it is a mind game well what i realized <coughs> during this intro is i actually i don't think i played a song for myself this is a bit rude of me to be honest with you So let me play a song for me and then we'll get into it. I was getting a bit rude there. I forgot about me. You always gotta you always gotta put you know what they say, you've always gotta put Oh shit. You've always got to put the mask over your own face first in the oxygen chamber of a plane before you put it over others, you know. And I'm going back to the front. So I'm going to play this for me and Monica. That's right. This is for us. Well, we're holding hands on Fiji Island, drinking some bloody pineapple tequila. <laughs> Casanova, look at it. Pushing the barrier. Bloody hell. Planting seeds. This is why they fall in love with me, Monica. Give me some tea, Maria. Peace on
love is the answer. Into my broadcast, I guess you could call it, where I go down my little rabbit holes. That's right. That's what I do. If I can get the little boogie up, boogie boogie, open the file of room 101. Here we go, guys. Here's the file for the day. It's like the file for the day. What is he, what is he lined up for us now? You know, this is what gets exciting. It's like, what information has he got on strange days? Well, every day I've got a new thing, guys. Every freaking day. And here's one of them. You want to see something weird? Watch this. Since the elementary school massacre in Uvalde, Texas, 13 days ago, there have been 33 mass shootings across America. There have been 33 mass shootings across America. A gun company is offering a $33 million settlement to families who lost loved ones in the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting in Newtown, Connecticut. Friends, let's do it. There are now 33 confirmed cases of the coronavirus in Michigan. The number of cases of COVID-19 jumps a total of 33 people in our state. As of this afternoon, we have 33 Pennsylvanians who have tested well, positive well, well. for COVID-19. For our update today, we have 33 new uh, cases who have tested positive for COVID-19. There were 33 new cases. Yeah, this show might get the black helicopters, so I'm sorry about the noise in the background, guys. Minnesota today reported 33 new COVID-19 related deaths. The number of confirmed COVID-19 cases in Rhode Island jumps by 33 overnight. School officials say 33 high school students tested positive for COVID-19. We've also learned at least 33 people have died from COVID-19 complications. 33 states have seen an increase in COVID-19 cases. Across the country, infections now on the rise. In- this is a compilation ticket. Yeah, no, not today. 33 states. A new lockdown has been triggered for 33 million people. At least 33 countries have detected COVID-19 cases linked to the mutated variants. The State Department of Public Health reported 33 new cases of COVID-19 on Tuesday. Hospitalizations and potentially more deaths because of highly transmissible strains. Now in at least 33 states, South African, Brazilian, possibly more deadly UK strains, which is expected to dominate the country by March. I think the one that you should really be apologizing for and the thing that you should be apologizing for are the 33,000 emails 33 that you deleted. everywhere, guys. What happened? 
in microwave food. You change the energy signature of that food. There's a spin of electricity. Now, this is the thing I've brought up many a times about microwaves, guys. Get those things out of your room if you don't want to if you want to use them if you've got an annoying neighbor you can probably wedge the door open and microwave them next door to you but keep it away from your food guys trons, and the microwave can disrupt that so it actually makes it more difficult for your body to recognize what that food is and use and absorb that food i would not use it to cook food even to heat up food or even to heat up water what happens i mean just, just do an experiment and he was, feed your plants. He was looking at the blood of an AIDS patient and finding it crawling with some new organism and said, hey, this is this virus that we call HIV. And all kinds of diseases started coming into the AIDS family faster than anyone should have been comfortable with, really. To go from two or three to go to, to 30 in a few years was like somebody should have said, hey, there's something wrong here and it's got to be financial. <clears throat> Things don't happen that fast. This guy's um, actually, um, it's, uh, I, I know the guy, it's Kerry Mullis. I know his voice and his um, persona. I know what he's like. And he's t telling you about, and he was the one in 2019, just before he died, he said he was the one that made up the um, virus preliminary scan or whatever they fucking call it. And he told you about the thresholds and everything of how they can corrupt these sort of things and make them into, you know, just virtually junk DNA into viruses and stuff. It's bloody incredible. And he was the guy that even said, do not use this for a freaking virus test. And that's what they were using. I mean, you can, you can over the threshold of about 36, I think, between 36 and 40, you will virtually get a, a positive reaction. It's freaking incredible. In science, you don't suddenly notice that one new organism is causing every problem. I mean, it was a bizarre thing that happened. Good, it really was. It didn't really have any precedence in terms of, of medicine before that, unless perhaps you could think of the possession by the devil stuff, right? Once you're possessed by the devil, anything that happens to you or anything you do is has got to do with that, right? So it makes it easier for you to get tuberculosis, and it makes it easier for you to get uterine cancer. It makes it easier for you to get candida albicans. And so all those things can now be called AIDS. Now, why would anybody do that? And why would any reasonable doctor start lumping together various symptoms into one pile and think, all this is caused by HIV. I often, I've been wondering lately in my studies, Tick, is that, um, you know, people that have been diagnosed with cancers and stuff, and then they cut them, and then you hear a lot of reports that, that they get to go through the body and all this other shit, you know. Maybe they're there to help us to a degree, you know what I mean? Like tumours and stuff, they're there to hold toxins. But there are ways to flush them out, you know. If you if you work on a, I think on a parasitical protocol, which I believe is mostly what cancers are formed by, is parasites. And um, you know, have walnuts and um, certain protocols that will, you know, help get rid of these things. I think that's one issue of the whole thing. But I think the other issue is that. It's a storage of toxins, and um, I think 
it seems to be what in, from what I've researched that you know how many people have lived their life and they go oh you've got six months left that's it it's like well shit um well I could have had this thing in there for freaking who knows how long you know and um and then all of a sudden they're diagnosed with a oh shit you've only got six months left to live we're gonna have to go through chemo you know, you have to sell your house and do all this shit and give us money and then you're dead anyway because it's only got about a 98, 97% success rate that you live, <laughs> that you actually live from the therapy, not from the fucking cancer. <laughs> That's why you've got six months to live pretty much. <laughs> well, you've got six months to live because we're going to put you on chemotherapy. Um, yeah. That's the usual average. <laughs> We're going to zap you with freaking all sorts of crazy shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Isn't that weird? It, that, does people not see the correlation between that? Like, well, you've got six months to live because we're going to rob your house, your bank, and everything else just to put you on this $240,000 uh, chemotherapy uh, scheme. And then um, we get all your money and you're dead. <laughs> it's like, woo! <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. I wish I never went to the doctor. Maybe I lived another freaking 15 years. Well, that's unbloody believable. It is unbloody believable. But people believe it. People just go along with it. Oh, the doctor said this. What about the doctors that have been proven to falsify? Have you ever heard of that? Yeah. Yeah, there's a doctor last year or the year before that was um, 36 patients or something. He missed, he deliberately misdiagnosed them with cancer to make fucking money out of it. Unbloody believable. This world's not. This world is. Safe, Have this poster right? that exposes every conspiracy theory on the planet. The world's nuts. Man. <laughs> So full of corruption, and people believe central this banking shit. rests on the bedrock of money. So people believe they're going to radiate the shit out of their body, you know, harm everything around them for fucking six weeks of therapy or whatever. And this is a good thing. I mean, I don't know. I just don't understand the people. If I had it, I, I wouldn't. Oh, well, I wouldn't know because I don't go to a doctor and fucking find out and then get scared and probably die from my own fear. It's a bit like the bloody um, the Aboriginal that gets pointed the bone and he goes, oh, you, you've got, what was it, three days or something freaking thing to live, you know? And they go off and die in the freaking bush because of their fear and their belief in that shit. Oh, you've got six months, we've got to do this and then we're going to poison you and fucking... And then you're dead anyway. They say 90, it's a 90% cure or what? Is it because it's a 90% fucking death rate when they use these therapies? Maybe it's not the cure. Maybe it's not that they were going to die at that time. Maybe you just freaking killed them. That's a high possibility. I mean, there's that many freaking people going through all this shit. It's a sensitive thing to talk about, but I don't even really give a flying fuck about it because people need to wake up. Why do you think they've got a 90... They don't have a 97% freaking um, um, rate of not um, curing or, or saving that person's life. Maybe that 90%, 97% is their freaking death rate when you go in there. 
I mean, if a doctor never told you, I, I guarantee you'd be still running around 15 years later. I think cancer's, I really, really do think cancer's overrated. I really do. I've had a more success, well, only virtually success rates of people that haven't gone near that shit. That have lasted a lot longer than bloody six months, whether they got that or whatever they've got. So, yeah, I'm a big skeptic when it comes to this bullshit. Anyway, just taking off topic a little bit, have a listen to this created at interest loaned into circulation for indebted governments for whom the money is created. Central banks also manage national payment systems, which facilitates the daily transfers of money between This is This is really a deep and a, a pretty quick one, actually. For five minutes of your life, if you listen to this, you might learn a damn hell of a freaking lot than being in some sort of zombie land, when it, especially when it comes to the um, financial institutes. Just so if you're into that sort of thing, have a listen to this. Commercial banks for their customers, commercial bank fiat money. It's identical money created from nothing. It's conjured into loans from thin air by the magic of accounting book entries by banks. They create the principal, but not the interest. While the financial system can theoretically pay back what was loaned out by the banks, it can't pay back the interest that was never created. This balloon inflates to the point that interest eats up much of a community's money supply, and it always eventually bursts. It goes bang. Ordinary people pay the price first by runaway inflation, which we're experiencing today. And then families and individuals lose their jobs, businesses, savings, standard of living, lifestyle, dignity, and in some cases, they lose their lives. This is no laughing matter. Watch this New Zealand Central Bank Committee laugh and mock the people over money they create from nothing. It's predicated on an illusion that if the populace were aware, they'd be a revolution by the morning. You know, the fiscal challenges, etc., that are there. So um, uh, very focused on the cost-effective. We actually fund ourselves and then work out what dividend is needed to pay. So um, we kind of work, it's a great business to be in central banking. Um, mm. Print money and people believe it. And um, and, um, and, uh, um, and so um, so it's, um, it's a slightly different beast. They are contemptuous, disgusting individuals. Their central bank is part of the global octopus of central bank's financial control at the Bank for International Settlements in Basel, Switzerland, set up by Jew bankers in the wake of World War I to extract reparation payments from defeated Germany. All central banks implement policy devised by the BIS under what's called Basel Agreements. The BIS is ground zero for good old Kabbalistic Babylonian Jewish usury. Indeed, the headquarters style of the BIS is that of a ziggurat, as was the Tower of Babel that sought to mock God and infiltrate heaven. Money was the god of Jewish Babylonians before they were expelled from ancient Babylon that is in modern-day Iraq near Fallujah. Sound familiar? Interestingly, the Bank for International Settlements is so sacred and powerful as the black unseen hand of money which controls your government and your life through money as debt instruments. The BIS headquarters in Basel are like the Vatican State, a sovereign microstate within a state. Swiss law does not apply within the privately owned secretive bank for international settlements headquarters. So who was it that said there would be a revolution by the morning if people really knew what the Shekel Goblin bankers are doing? The great man was the famous industrialist Henry Ford, the eponymous founder of the Ford Motor Company, and the following is his exact quote. 
it is well enough that people of the nation do not understand our banking and monetary system. For if they did, I believe there would be a revolution before tomorrow morning. Henry Ford was called an anti-Semite for correctly pointing out in his extensive writings that Jews are the head of the snake. The Shylocks, whom William Shakespeare wrote about in his famous Merchant of Venice play, in summary, the fiction and illustration of money is being used to control your life, and the magicians are the central bankers who create money as debt to loan to and debt your government, and who also regulate your commercial banks through the interbank payment system for overnight settlement between banks, who settle your bank transactions with those banks from who you receive money or pay. Finally, do you know why physical money is known as banknotes? A note is a legal financial term for an instrument of debt creation, as is a mortgage or car loan note. Banknotes in circulation are proof and name that the bank created money as debt. The central bank prints the notes for banks who distribute debt instruments as money. Digital money is no different. The act of printing these banknotes for pennies or cents and selling them to banks at full face value is known as seniorage. Central banks get the profit. The banks pay for the notes with the debts we owe the banks. You're being fooled. The cackling New Zealand bankers are even laughing at you for being uneducated about money creation and the hidden hand of power that controls your life. There are alternatives. The enslavers of mankind don't want you to know as usury is the purview of the biblical money lenders whose tables Jesus upturned at the temple in Jerusalem. He whipped the money changers. It was the only time Jesus was violent. He knew the evil they represented and usurious evil deeds they do. Well, they're back and with their Kabbalahistic money magic, they control absolutely everything that you see and don't see. For they are the hidden kings of this world who countenance no opposition and whose names who now can't be mentioned without slurs of anti-Semitism being hurled at the critics of their mischief menace and wars they fund with their fake fiat money. They are the enemies of mankind. Think about it. If the state of Israel was the necessary response to the Holocaust, then why was the Balfour Declaration signed like 25 years before that in 1917, right? Because if the this. state of Israel is about responding to the Holocaust, then why did mass emigrations of European Jews start happening in like 1850? It's weird, right? Because if the state of Israel is about responding to the Holocaust, then why is the Jewish Colonial Trust founded in 1902? Why has it changed its name to Bank Lumi and become the biggest bank in Israel? crazy right because if the state of israel is about responding to the holocaust and returning people to their indigenous homelands then why is there such a thing as the jewish colonization association founded on september 11th in 1891 why is it still active in israel under the name jewish charitable association it's just i can't wrap my head around it because if the state of israel is about responding to the holocaust then why does Zionism have its roots in the 1580s in Christian Calvinist circles? Back then, they called themselves Restorationists. Just some things to think about. Love you. Question everything. Something to think about, guys. There's no doubt about it. Something to think about. Mithra. <clears throat> Mithra was born on December the 25th, the Immaculate Conception. He is the sun god of, uh, of the sun god and Messiah. Twelve disciples accepted sins, was killed, then resurrected, became God incarnated. Cult includes communion and baptism. 
<clears throat> Very interesting about Mitch Roos. I was watching Wonka and realized something incredible. Now this one's a little bit for my movie buffs. This is about the movie Wonka. Have a listen to the coin about this. We know Wonka is set years before the 1971 movie. In the same city where he will build the chocolate factory. But wait. I was rewatching the movie and found a crazy connection. The coin Wonka drops in the storm train. Is the one Charlie finds in the same storm train. And uses to win the golden ticket. What's the odds on that? Mind blowing. What's the odds on that, my movie but my movie buffs? What about the secret Antarctica map reveal? In our quest to discover the secrets of Antarctica, the Russian journalist Nikolai Subodin analyzes the KGB documents from the released folder Orion on the activities of the Nazis in the Antarctic before and during the Second World War. The following is a translated excerpt compiled from various reports on this issue. This map shows us the main continent on this hemisphere, mm -hmm. called Asgard. On the continent of Asgard, in the center, lies the city of the Azes. At the bottom left, we can clearly see New Schwabenland with the capital New Berlin. This map shows us the main continent of this hemisphere called Liberia. In the center, on the right, are the Faroe Islands. Here is the city of Shambhala, city of the gods. The Tibetan monks still say that the city of Shambhala really exists but not on the surface of our planet but inside the planet. So here it is confirmed by the map that Shambhala is a real city in the earth, on the inside of the crust. This part of the Reichsdeutschen map describes an underwater path including a detailed letter with instructions how to dive in to get to inner world of Agartha using a U-boat. The next evidence of the existing of an inner earth is a letter from Carl Lunger, crew member of U-209. See link below this video to read original letter. Dear old comrade. This message will be a surprise to you. The submarine 209 has done the earth is hollow. Dr. Haushofer and Hess were right. The whole team is doing well, but they cannot return. We are not prisoners. I'm sure this message will reach you. It's the last link with the U-209. We'll meet again comrade. I am anxious for those who have spent their lives on the surface of the earth since the Führer has gone. God always bless our Germany. With kind regards. Charles Ungor. So far, it seems they have found the entrance to the inner earth. Moreover a secret Nazi expeditionary force was headed by Captain Richer and took a seat in 1937-38. The force landed near Queen Maudland and established secret bases there. It also explains why German UFO scientists, selected people, and UFO test pilots including their machines and UFO prototypes, like the Hanbos 1, 2, 3, and 4 and the Andromeda device possible built with the help of the aliens, were missing as they have escaped to the bases in Antarctica. After an in-depth analysis the researchers have released the coordinates where you can find the corridor to the inner world of Agartha. Location 68 degree 000.0s 1 degree 0000.0e As you can see the corridor to the inner earth is located in the Lazarev Sea which is the same location where the ocean research vessel of the Russian Baltic fleet, the Admiral Vladimirsky, 
conducted hydrographical research of the water zones of the Antarctic last year. According to the researchers, the U.S. and Soviet governments have known about the secret Agarta entrance to the inner Earth and its inhabitants as well as the secret underground Nazi bases for over 40 years but they do not know how to deal with it and have therefore suppressed the truth. Now it seems that these underground Nazi bases still exists and still operational. Moreover they believe that Hitler's last battalion works together with the inner Earth beings and they will come into action when the world is deep in an economic crisis. Based on all this information, if truth, step by step it becomes clear why so many well-known people as well as US and Russian naval visit the Arctic. Look for links to all original images and letters as well as more information provided by the sources Hollow Earth Blog and Imperial Germans, below this video. I have a lot of these things about Antarctica and things and it would take me days to publish the whole lot of the series so I just done a, a bit of an overview on my own, own one the other day last week without wiki peaks <laughs> wiki fucking leaks or whatever that's right Don't buy McCormick spices. McCormick was sued for having heavy metals in their spices. Ground basil, ginger, and turmeric were among the products that were found heightened level of heavy toxic metals. These metals can cause cancer and serious damage to brain development. This is McCormick. Don't buy McCormick. Don't buy McCormick. The World Economic Forum warned Australians, you will own nothing and be happy. What they didn't say was they'd use your smart meter to turn off your air conditioning and cut your lights out. It's just the latest conspiracy theory come true. For years, One Nation has been warning of the dystopian energy future Australia faces under this Labor, Green, Teals, Pocock government. That future is here already. Last week, we learned that Energex, Queensland's state-owned power network, remotely throttled air conditioners in almost 170,000 homes and businesses, six times in the past two months. This was done to shore up an increasingly fragile energy grid that's increasingly on the brink of collapse. It was done using so-called peak smart programs. Sounds wonderful. Where households are convinced into accepting state-controlled smart meters in air conditioners in exchange for a small $400 rebate. Many are not aware they're handing over complete control of their electricity use to Energex. Many are not even aware they can say no to a smart meter. You don't have to put it in. What's appalling is the very idea that energy rationing is imposed on a state with the world's best coal reserve and abundant natural gas reserves. We have the energy, we can't use it. You'd hope we wouldn't end up like third world African nations where electricity is purchased ahead of its use and only able to be used at certain times. Yet this is already a reality in regional and remote Queensland, where households are put on economy tariffs and can only use power for about eight hours a day. How long will it be before only the very wealthy have access to electricity 24 hours a day? That could well be not all that far off. This reckless Labor Greens Teal Pocock Cabal continues down the suicidal path of unreliable and expensive wind and solar in the pursuit of net zero fantasies and nightmares. Bloody hell.
do you want to hear some um I'll, I'll give you something that's really good for detoxing you actually apart from all the loom and gloom you can use celery juice as a really good detoxer you can use grapes wild blueberries you can use apples garlic yeah you can use all sorts of things radishes parsley you can use dulse spirulina there's all sorts of different things that you can actually use even a bit of parsley you know what i mean parsley is really good for bad breath too or mint i like parsley if i go out instead of using mints or chewy you know put some parsley in your mouth and um yeah drinking bone broth in the morning is the ultimate looks maxing routine it helps your skin it helps your joints it helps your hair but honestly i'm sick of paying nine dollars for a little thing of bone broth so i'm going to show you how to make some right now you only need about 18 dollars worth of ingredients and it makes like a well he's going to go into bone broth but yeah if anyone knows just simmer it for six eight hours in a pot and a bit of bone broth you can get it anywhere best stuff good for collagen as well the old bone broth make your skin look fan bloody testicle like, oh. the blood donation industry is a real actual industry that you do not want to get sucked into now if people were to donate blood they would donate a quarter of a vial only of blood make sure you never give any more than that your immune system lives inside your cardiovascular system inside your blood when they take your blood i've got one of the best bodies you've ever seen um monica yeah it's unbloody believable not many not very hairy at all very, very smooth um sort of silky it's just like whoa bloody hell and be like a bloody blow-up doll or something in a larger volume you're actually diminishing your immune strength many people get ill after they give a whole bunch of blood and then you're told the mythology that if you give blood that it is really good for you because then your body has to produce more blood they're taking the blood and they're selling it into the world they're not just using it for a blood bank for people who need blood transfusions so be very careful if everyone was donating a quarter of a vial once in a blue moon they would have more than enough blood in their blood banks and it would be actually for what it's supposed to be for which is blood transfusions, not something that they can extract very important oh, properties out of your blood and sell into the market. It's just ridiculous. Even for insurance policies, don't let them take any more than a quarter of a vial. They tell you, oh, no, we need five vials to do a test. That is not true. They only need the tiniest amount, and the lab only will ever use a tiny amount. So what are they doing with the rest of it? Are they throwing in the garbage? Not a chance. Maintain your blood. It's your blood. And, yes, if you want to give a little bit, that's fine, but no more than that. That's not very good for blood donations, though. Like, if you're only going to give about, what, 50 freaking mils? What do you... I guess they could accumulate your blood over a few freaking years. <laughs> We've reached the two-liter mark. Woo! Have a big party. Yeah, guys, only give um, 50 mils a, um, every three months. That's the protocol. You don't want to be giving too much blood. You know what I mean? Might make you nauseic. Cashews. If you want to make sure the body is constantly getting rid of parasites, then you need to be eating walnuts. That's oh, because walnuts. walnuts contain a natural molecule called... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just got a heap of it, um, uh, Monica. Yeah, I got walnuts. I'm, I've been eating them for the last freaking three days. Just heaps of them. 
on parasite cleansing. Check this out. If you want to make sure the body is constantly getting rid of parasites, then you need to be eating walnuts. That's because walnuts contain a natural molecule called juglone. And juglone inhibits the ability of parasites to reproduce. Yeah. And it actually paralyzes juglone. them on the spot so that the intestines can flush out the immobilized parasites. So be sure to eat walnuts as often as you can to keep your intestinal tract healthy and strong. That's what you do. If you want to make sure the body is constantly getting rid of parasites, then you need to be eating walnuts. Yes. That's because walnuts contain a natural molecule called juglone. I'm telling you guys, I'm telling you, just about most of your freaking problems in your body are parasites, man. You, if you've done a study, just go do a study for an hour on pot, um, you boob, boob tube it or bloody whatever thing, or just search it on Google Spy on Me app or something, I don't know. But go look at the um, complications of parasites. I mean, there's a cat parasite that um, a majority of the world actually have. And it actually gives you promiscuity, believe it or not. That's one of the signs of this um, parasite. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That they make you. They piss these. Um, it's a parasite in the cat and rat. And it um, makes the cat make the rat piss and or actually it makes the the rat be attracted to the cat's piss or urine you know oh yeah that's why you get the the mad cat lady because they are they're batshit freaking crazy usually because they're riddled with parasites from the cat check it out guys <clears throat> oh, i think one of the most important things in life is to parasite cleanse ourselves because you've got to think about it these things are disgusting some of them can be meters in your body man like seriously it's disgusting to go down the rabbit hole of parasites but once you look at it and understand what they affect they can actually have on your body it might blow your freaking mind guys it might blow your mind like i've got some very good parasite therapies that i'll bring up a little bit later i just don't want to talk about it at the moment because it's starting to make me sick starting to make me sick this is how many children go missing a year guys listen to this in spain twenty thousand. all right roughly per year in australia twenty five thousand. Canada, 50,000. Germany, 100,000. France, 39,000. Brazil, 40,000. Mexico, 45,000. United Kingdom, 230,000. India, 350,000. China, 200,000. And the United States at the winner is roughly 800,000 children go missing a year think about that just think about it hey did you know your body has its own version of a sewer system for removing unwanted toxins waste and excess water from the body this is called our lymphatic system like our blood circulation the lymphatic system is made up of millions of little vessels that branch all around our body. 
but whereas arteries and veins carry blood, the lymphatic vessels are much, much finer and carry a colourless fluid called lymph. Our lymphatic system has three main duties. 1. It contains white blood cells called lymphocytes, which are used to fight infection. 2. It acts as a one-way drainage system, transporting fluid from body tissues into the blood circulation. 3. It gets rid of waste products produced by cells. As blood circulates the body, plasma leaves the blood vessels and travels into the body tissues, delivering food, oxygen and hormones to the cells. This plasma becomes tissue fluid and surrounds all our body's tissues. It then collects waste products, excess water and toxins from the cells. 90% of this fluid passes back into the blood circulation. However, 10% of the fluid is left behind and is known as lymph. We therefore need a system to drain this lymph fluid so that we don't end up as a swollen fluid-filled balloon, hence the lymphatic system. The lymph fluid drains into lymph vessels where it then travels to lymph nodes which are found all around your body. To stop backflow, the lymph vessels have one-way valves and muscular walls that contract to force the lymph forward. This is happening in millions of little lymphatic vessels in your body every minute of every day. The lymph nodes filter the lymph, destroying or trapping anything harmful. The lymph nodes contain white blood cells called lymphocytes, which attack and break down bacteria, viruses, damaged cells or cancer cells. This filtering and destroying is an important part of our immune system and stops nasty substances being fed back into our bloodstream which would make us sick. The waste products and destroyed bacteria are then carried in the lymph fluid through larger lymph vessels up to your neck where the thoracic duct empties the lymph back into the blood circulation. The bloodstream then removes the waste products from the body as it does with other waste. As well as the lymph fluid, our lymphatic system also includes a few organs, the spleen, thymus, tonsils and adenoids. They all have roles in helping our body fight off infections. Unfortunately, like any sewer system, things can go horribly wrong. Sometimes we get infections that cause the pumping to break down. This can cause your arms or legs to swell to huge proportions. Sometimes the debris or other bad substances can make it past lymph nodes. Sometimes cancer cells do this and spread the cancer to other parts of the body, which obviously isn't good. For now, we wish you all the best for your lymphatic health, which you can help maintain by drinking lots of water and exercising. Keep on pumping. If you like ginger, ginger is one of the best anti-inflammatory herbs that we have. Probably on equal to it, especially internally, would be turmeric. And earlier in the week, I talked about taking high-dose turmeric, say, capsules as an anti-inflammatory if someone has inflammation in the body. And we've had some great results with that. But what I want to show you tonight is how you can use the fresh ginger. Now, you can use the fresh ginger internally and externally. Internally, you can grate it on a very fine grater and then you put it in a little teapot, pour boiling water with it, and it makes a delicious ginger tea. Now that ginger tea can to be given to someone regularly if they do have inflammation. I guess the beauty of taking the turmeric capsules, you can get really high dose at once. You can also give it to a person if they're cold. 
So internally, it can be used to warm up the body, it can be used to reduce inflammation, and it can also be used to settle the stomach. If someone has nausea, upset stomach, you give them a ginger tea and it will relieve their nausea. It can be great if uh, a woman's having uh, morning sickness. So that's how you can use it internally and you can use it externally. Now where ginger is particularly helpful is in joint inflammation. Now in a minute we're going to look at another vegetable that you can use for tissue inflammation, but this is specifically joint inflammation. So this will be, say, a sore lower back. It can be uh, arthritic pain. Um, it can be um, arthritic pain or gout pain. It can be used for any inflammation in the joint area. And how you make it is you would get a, a cloth or you can get a chucks. And what I do is I fold over glad wrap a few times and then I put that down and put the cloth on that and then you grate it. I don't peel it. If it's dirty, you'll need to wash it. And then you grate it on a fine grater. And this is also a great way to do uh, the ginger tea. It's for a, uh, a sore lower back. And a lot of people have sore lower backs. And what we have to do is we have to listen to our body. If you're doing something and your back's a little bit sore, you've got to stop. Many backs get sore because people keep doing things when the body says stop. And a lot of people don't lift things with their thighs. You should never lift with your back. You should lift with your thighs. So if your back is straight and your knees are bent, you will lift with your thighs. So you've got to look after those backs. So what I'm going to do now, and I'll do it up here so you can see, I'm going to pull one side over and then pull the other side over. Away I just she need goes. a few more pairs of hands I guess you here. can work it out from there. There's no doubt about it. So it what I have there. done... The Club of Rome is one of the most the insidious, baneful organisations in existence today, which has done intolerable immeasurable harm to the United States of America. This committee of 300 told a man called Aurelio Pecky to form this club of Rome with the main object of bringing down the industries and the agricultural development of the United States. He immediately wrote a paper in which he said there are too many people on the earth and that the United States with its industrial development, its agricultural re development is responsible for this curse of overpopulation. Hey, the world is grossly overpopulated and we have to get rid of it. Hey, Roya, do you want to call in and tell me how you can't understand English? That'd be fan bloody testy. At least half of the world's population and it doesn't matter how we do it. So the Club of Rome was instituted and organized to start an attack on the world's population using the United States as a whipping boy. And they came up with a paper called the Zero Growth Post-Industrial Plan for Industry and Agriculture for the United States of America. Three days after that plan was accepted as official United States policy by James Earl Carter, 
I was able to, through my intelligence people, get a copy of this insidious document. Basically what it said was that the middle class in the United States of America had to be destroyed because in the coming push to a world order, the middle class would be the stumbling block because history had shown that the peasant class in ancient days, when they had revolted, were just easily crushed. crushed. There was no resistance. But now had grown a new super class of people in the United States called the middle class, who had long-term employment, who had job security, who were well paid. And the Club of Rome post-industrial zero-growth paper said, this has got to stop. We have to bring down the middle class of the United States. And the way that we will do this, the way that we will accomplish this task is by crushing their industries. And that brings me to the next question. What is the Global 2000? Once again, when I heard about this policy, it was three days after it had been accepted by the United States government as its official policy. And the Global 2000 was a blueprint for uh, mass genocide produced by the Club of Rome. Basically, what the Global 2000 calls for is the destruction of half of the world's population by the year 2050. Roy, uh, you should join me so you can tell me how you can't understand me. I think people would love that for five minute break. We could have a conversation about nothing. I think people would love that. Two worlds meet and do not communicate. Well, I think that would be fan bloody fantastic. Oh no. Oh no. Come on, Roya. Give me a giggle. I miss your giggle, man. Just laugh. You can do it. Soon? How long soon? I live in the country. Soon's about three miles away. <laughs> It might be a different scene, guys. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was a cancer is epidemic today. Yes. Brain, and then you have here the pituitary, and somewhere here you have the pineal gland. They tell us that this pineal gland is formed like an eye, like an atrophied eye, that was an eye sometimes. But if it was really an atrophied eye, then why hide it under the brain if it was supposed to see light? But we know that as an eye, it's very sensitive to light because when light hits it, it can't hit it directly, of course. Somehow it gets the information about light, then it produces certain 
things chemicals in your body and when there is no light it produces others so the moment the light goes off it starts producing things like for example melatonin and it puts you to sleep but if this was the main reason for this then the logical place for it would be somewhere out there if it's some because another dirty little secret that's come out in all this is that that we've been ignoring the in, the issue of parasites and cancer the i the nih is not because they've got a million studies on ivermectin and cancer but doctors all over the world now are showing videos and there was a german uh research project years ago in the 90s i think showing cancer was parasites intracellular parasites right if you look at the if you look at um a cancer um Mat metastasis like or or an, an uh, adenocarcinoma of the bowel for example or, or breast cancer under the light microscope it's almost in, it's essentially indistinguishable from these parasite egg sacs now brian artis who's a chiropractor but's very interested in very good research on this stuff he said he he has a friend who's a 40 year egyptian parasitologist and he asked him and he pointed this out to him he said hey you know i've been looking at this 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 is interesting. This is what I was talking about 10 minutes ago about the parasite issue with cancers. Cancer and versus the parasite egg sacs, and they look identical under the microscope. And this guy got real wide-eyed and said, in 40 years in parasitology, not one oncologist has told me, has made that association, but we talk about it all the time in parasitology circles. I translated saying, they know that cancer is parasites. They're not speaking because they don't want to lose their funding. Hmm. Very interesting. We talk about that at our little cocktail parties, but we don't tell the layman's. Mm. Acid, it's actually a byproduct from microorganisms in the soil. It's been used for over 3,000 years in Ayurvedic medicine, but it's really a catalyst or a helper compound. Believe it or not, it's been sitting out for 11 days. So how could it still look so fresh? It's because it's being packed and... This is about make guys. They could be um, not as fresh as you think, if you know what I mean. Gas in a special process that most people never heard about, using a harmless amount of carbon monoxide, carbon dioxide, and nitrogen, which keeps the meat looking fresh and bright red. How long through this process can you make a piece of meat continue to look bright to look, red to look red long time a long time two days three days two weeks three weeks weeks dr ed mills is a professor of meat science at penn state university and he says the color of the meat doesn't necessarily indicate it's fresh the consumer can't believe their eyes because the consumer can't tell to look at the product that this is two weeks old or three weeks old they have to look at the sell by date on the package to demonstrate how well carbon monoxide gas works, we left two cuts of lamb out at room temperature. One was gas packed, the other no gas. After a few days, the untreated meat turns a dark, unappealing color. But the gas packed meat stays red, even yes. after being left out for eight days. They might, they might give it gas. You know, we'd be outside, we see wasps or bees, and we scared, we like, shit, there's a bee. Bees resonate, man, at a frequency of 500 hertz. So I love healing frequency, right? That's why them beekeepers, they deal with them bees. Them beekeepers is around the healing frequency every day, all day. So bees, everything we've been taught to fear is actually helpful.
towards the forest, like bees. Be around a bunch of bees. So when you see bees and they come around you, that's a, that's a good thing. That means you're vibrating high and you're at love frequency. You're tuned into the right frequency. So now think about it. Bees are always around with people that's vibrating high, with a high frequency. So now, if you're afraid of the bees and you see the bees, now you know what they are. Only thing they're doing is following the frequency. So if you vibrate now, follow on the frequency, guys. This is Zero to 40 miles an hour in under a second. This is going to be some National Geographic stuff that's going to blow your mind. The rate of how birds communicate through the forest will spin you out. The fastest acceleration of any bird of prey. Short, rounded wings and a foot-long tail steer through dense forest. If anything after this broadcast, guys, you're going to go home and go, what happened today? I don't know, but I learnt something. With unparalleled agility. Yet even she can be outmaneuvered. Other, much smaller creatures here possess astonishing abilities that can defeat the phantom of the forest. How do they do it? With yeah. specialized eyesight adapted to low light, the chickadee is first to spot the airborne threat. Here he comes. Buckle up, princess. And first to raise the alarm. A coded message. Broadcasting the hawk's position and speed. Everybody. Squirrels not only recognize the chickadee's call, Mimic it. They've learned to mimic it. Unreal. Almost perfectly. In seconds, the warning is retweeted <laughs> from one animal to another. All the way through the forest. Goes. It relays through the forest at over 100 miles per hour. 100 miles an hour. More than twice as fast as the hawk. Bang! We got you by the balls. You ain't killing nothing today, Message my received. friend. Loud and clear. Enemy approaching. Okay. Low and fast. Every little whistle noise. When the little guys look out for each other, it keeps them one step ahead. don't have to be big and tough to survive what you really need are friends that's right welcome to the world of animal alliances <laughs> where creatures communicate and collaborate in wonderful ways together guys and form the most unexpected partnerships blow your mind eh Serious ethical issues are being raised after it emerged that U.S. and Chinese scientists have implanted human cells into monkey embryos for practical ethics. I asked her if we should see the embryos as human at all. I think um, 
when we create an organism that is a mix between uh, a human and a monkey, we're really not sure at all what sort of organism we have created. I mean, is it a human? Is it a monkey? Is it something in between? It's um, and the issues Because we don't know how we should treat these creatures ethically. Can we simply use them in scientific the experiments and destroy them in experiments when we really don't know what sort of uh, organism yeah. they are? I don't want to talk about, about it. Um, us not being sure what sort of organism we create. I don't want to talk about this. This is bringing some flashbacks. Right. I just received a call from a company that I was getting a load from. They just said they don't have any loads oh. going to New York. Oh, yeah, there's a couple of things about New York City coming this next couple of days, guys. So if you're in New York City, buy some extra cans of tuna or some bagels. No doubt about it. So if you're in New York, you won't be receiving anything from these drivers. I don't know if it's real, but I know that the companies are now saying that they're not delivering those. It's not just the truckers. They're getting boycotts. Also, get yourself prepared. Hey, Shit may hit the fan in the next couple of days. Next couple of days, Gio. Did you know that a cat's brain is 90% similar to a human? This one's for you. I know that you like felines, Auntie um, Sue and Monica. I know you're a cat people deep in your hearts. So I want to tell you some stories about a cat. Brain. Yes, indeed. Cats and humans have nearly identical sections of the brain that control emotions. This fascinating similarity is just one of many that bridge the gap between our species. It's no wonder we often feel such a deep connection with our feline companions. But that's not all that's fascinating about our furry friends. Cats have some peculiar behaviors that might surprise you. Ever had your feline friend suddenly sprint around the house in the middle of the night? That's what we call the midnight zoomies. This peculiar behavior is a burst of energy that cats often exhibit during the twilight hours. You're allergic to cats, are you? Hey? Oh, we've got an, an analogy cat lady, and then we've got a anti-lady that would prefer to put a bullet in their head because they annoy her guard and shit. All right. Uh, might not be the best thing to talk about cats tonight, guys. Yeah, we might have to leave this one alone, if you know what I mean. This is getting a little bit out of control. But can I share something? Because I am a cat lover. They, or well, I'm not, but they love me, you know what I mean? And um, because I'm such a nice person, I guess, I don't know, it must be something like that. But <coughs> but um, let me put this one on just for hence and forth. How do they do it? Well, cats are crepuscular creatures. This means they're most active during dawn and dusk, times when their prey in the wild would generally be active. So even though your cat isn't hunting for its dinner, it still has that hardwired instinct to stalk, pounce, and run. The midnight zoomies also serve as a way for cats to burn off any excess energy before they settle down for their long night's sleep. So what may seem like a random act of madness is actually an essential part of a cat's daily routine. Understand? See, what, what it is, is that you might not understand what a cat's mind's about, and this is what it, it is about. And this is another thing you've just learnt. 
This is not Ending this behavior can help us appreciate our feline friends even more. Learning. Now, you'll know what your cat's up to the next time they have a midnight sprint session. Ever found your cat squeezed into a tiny box or drawer, seemingly comfortable? That's because cats adore small spaces. That's right. But why is that so? Well, it's all about their instincts. In the wild, cats are both predators and prey, and small enclosed spaces offer a safe haven from potential threats. It's like their personal fortress of solitude, where they can observe the world while remaining unseen. Moreover, these compact spaces provide a sense of warmth and security for our feline friends. They can snuggle up and feel the sides pressing against their bodies, which can be incredibly comforting. It's almost like a constant gentle hug. And let's not forget, cats are curious creatures. Next, I'll get into my loving relationship between mice and rats. I think they, you'll find that fascinating for those that want to squat them on the head with a baseball bat. But they have a loving community as well. No doubt about it. A new box or drawer is like a mystery just waiting to be explored. It's all part of their playful nature. So the next time you see your cat in a small box, remember, it's just their way of feeling safe and cozy. If your cat ever bumps its head against you, congratulations, you've just been marked. This friendly headbutt from your feline friend is also known as head bumping or bunting. It's a behavior that's deeply rooted in their wild ancestry. Cats have scent glands concentrated in certain parts of their bodies, including their forehead and cheeks. When they rub their head against you, they're marking you with their scent, establishing you as part of their territory. But don't worry, this isn't an act of dominance, quite the opposite, in fact. This behavior is a major compliment from your cat. They only mark things they feel comfortable with or have a positive association with. So when your cat bumps its head against you, it's saying that it trusts you and considers you part of its family. So the next time your cat bumps its head against you, remember, you're their favorite human. Ever noticed how your cat is fascinated by running water? Whether it's from the faucet or in the shower, this might seem like a peculiar pastime, but it has a lot to do with their natural instincts. You see, this is two videos I've taken. <clears throat> okay, you guys, so there are three glands in the brain. You have the pineal gland, the pituitary gland, and the thalamus. The thalamus produces dopamine, and if dopamine is being wasted or not produced due to obstruction and unhealthy habits, the results include bipolar, anorexia, old aging, PTSD, mental disorders, schizophrenia, old depression, depression anxiety, addiction, claustrophobia, all from the lack of dopamine, okay? So um, your pituitary gland secretes serotonin and your pineal gland secretes melatonin that rejuvenates new blood cells and reverses the aging process as well as keeps systems from shutting down. Uh, it helps you with your imagination during sleep. Your pituitary gland um, secretes a hormone which is a na natural mood stabilizer, serotonin. It makes the body feel happy. Wakefulness. It stops bleeding, it eliminates depression, heals wounds, removes toxins by controlling our bowels, and it aids in sleep. Also regulates appetite and digestion. So guys, your three glands are the three wise men that bring gifts to Christ when he is born. So the Christos or Christos means gold in Greek. So the golden oil is a gift for all of us. These these oils, they mix together. You have the pineal gland produces um, the honey, 
the gold in the pituitary gland produces the milk, which is the silver. So gold and silver or milk and honey is the promised land, the Garden of Eden. When you add your chakras, it equals 144. That's why the Bible says 144,000 go to heaven. Well, they go up to your head, which is heaven. Earth is heart, hell is heel. Wow. But here's the, the deal is that when you, when, think you, realize? when you turn on your blue light filter, you're able to produce these um, hormones like melatonin, serotonin, and dopamine. And the goal is to is to destroy your glands so that you have to purchase an alternative way of connecting to the source. You're gonna to need to go into the metaverse with goggles because your glands can't produce these anymore. So the goal is that they want to destroy your human body so that you never reach, uh, so that you never maximize your human potential and become supernatural with supernatural abilities. So this is the medium pressure going up and out and then down and out, down and out, and then back to the plane of inertia, right? It doesn't escape that. This does escape. So it goes out, back in, out, back in. And this one just stays on the top, okay? So it's like this. It goes out, back in, out, back in, out, back in. Now the high pressure goes out, back in. They've taken me back to the um, to the. Wow, wow! Let's have a listen to Agenda Twenty One, where we're all going to end. Agenda Twenty One is kind of a code name for a master plan originated the master in the plan Nations to change the political and economic system of the world to one of total collectivism, and in order to do that. People must not be allowed to have independence. They must be dependent on the state for everything. Otherwise, they won't, they won't be easily controlled by the state. That means they can't have private property, mostly. They cannot have land of their own. They have to live in, preferably, high-rise apartments uh, that are provided to them by the state as a benefit, so to speak. Oh, good, we got a free apartment. If they want... These people at the top want all humans to 
be dependent on the largesse of the state. That means that they don't want anybody living out in the boonies. Anybody that's got a couple of acres of land and his own water supply and can grow his own food and that kind of thing, or have some sheep or some chickens, these people are a threat to the collectivist society because they aren't going to go to the politicians and say, please feed me, please clothe me, please give me shelter. They tend to be independent. That's the secret behind Agenda 21. They want people out of the country. They want corporations out there growing all the food and that kind of thing, but they don't want anybody living out there because that way they cannot be controlled. In order to control mankind, we have to get them all into the big cities. We have to rack them up and stack them up, get them dependent on the state for the food, the shelter, the electrical power, the water, everything. That's the dirty secret behind Agenda 21. Well, about two months later, the tag showed this shark had been chased down the continental shelf edge, down to a depth of around 2,000 feet, where it appeared to have been devoured by something. And that something had an internal temperature of around 72 degrees Fahrenheit. And that temperature, regardless of where the tag went then, the depth, that temperature stayed relatively constant. It was a bubble of temperature showing it was inside the stomach of something. What that could be, we don't know. But the proportions it would have to have to eat the great white is colossal. It would have to be massive. You're really starting to stray into the realm of the unbelievable. So that leaves the kind of uncomfortable notion of what is it? It's alarming to think that there could be a giant sea monster lurking in the deep that can swallow a great white shark hole. It could swallow a great white shark hole. Some scientists claim that even more evidence of a fearsome sea creature lies in the strange behavior of Whoa. marine life off the coast of Australia. In 2023, a number of pilot whales beached themselves on the shores of Western Australia. These Big whales were fish. huddled in, in an unusual way. People got some of these whales back out to the water, but they came right back in and beached themselves again. One of the theories is that this pot of whales was escaping something, was running away from something. Now, if it was a great white coming towards a pot of whales, there's power in numbers. They wouldn't beach themselves over that. So it couldn't have been just a regular great white shark. There's no way. But if it was something about 65 feet long, maybe. Is there something else that's in the food chain that is literally frightening them to shore? Is it possible that there is something out here that we literally haven't seen before? And that's the question. Quite possible, guys. In the breast tissue, like in fibrosis of breast, cyst on the ovaries, cyst you in never the know uterus, what's out there. and of course cyst even on the thyroid. These cysts that are created, if they just don't have enough iodine over time, they develop into nodules, and they can also develop into cancer. That's why iodine has anti-cancer properties. 
And iodine is really good at regulating estrogen dominance. So too much estrogen, iodine can help bring that down to a normal level. Cysts that are Next most important nutrient that you need to know about is zinc. You probably already know that, but zinc is involved in several hundred enzymes, okay? Without zinc, a lot of things can't work in your body. But one of the most important, interesting things that zinc will do to your immune system is to allow the thymus to do its job. The thymus makes T cells. It's like a training camp for your immune system. And it's dependent on zinc. Without zinc, the thymus actually shrinks way down. It can't work right. Zinc allows the training of your immune system. So without enough zinc, your T cells get suppressed. So they can't go to battle. They can't fight. The weapons that they are supposed to have are limited and the ammo that is released is suppressed. So you're basically cutting down your army without having enough zinc. And there's a lot of people that don't have enough zinc. Commonwealth Bank of Australia. The common predicted three world wars. The first world war, he said, must be brought about, and I'm quoting from Albert Pike. The first world war must be brought about in order to permit the Illuminati to overthrow the power of the czars in Russia and of making that country a fortress of atheistic communism. The divergences caused by the agents of the Illuminati between the British and German empires will be used to foment this war. He says, quote, the Second World War must be fomented by taking advantage of the differences between the fascists and the political Zionists. This war must be brought about so that Nazism is destroyed and that the political Zionism must be, will be strong enough to institute a sovereign state of Israel and Palestine. He's now thinking about this Third World War and it says that it will uh, be caused by the differences between the political Zionists and the leaders of the Islamic world. The war must be conducted in such a way that Islam, the Muslim Arabic world, and political Zionism, the state of Israel, mutually destroy each other. So it says, meanwhile, the other nations, once more divided on this issue, will be constrained to fight to the point of complete physical, moral, spiritual, and economic exhaustion. Yeah. Sounds like a recipe Ridiculous. for destruction. That's no New York, doubt about it. New York, New York. Fucking with Trump. Fucking with Trump. Now the truckers ain't trying to deliver y'all produce, y'all goods. Three years. You in New York, better get up out of there. Y'all think groceries are high now? Y'all better respect Trump gangster. And y'all better respect that, that mega crowd. They're not playing. They're not playing. As you can see, they're not playing. Keep on fucking around. You're going to find out, New York. The warning on New York with the trucker strike, eh? And if you hum, you can increase that to 15-fold. So humming, you're going to annoy everyone if you do this, increases that nitric oxide 15-fold. And there was one study that showed this guy completely got rid of his rhinitis uh, just by humming 
for about 10 minutes four times a day. So these are simple tricks you can do. They are free, available for everyone. The humming also helps to calm the body down because we have the vagal nerve, right? Vagus nerve, mm -hmm. vagal tone is right along here. So when you hum, you're sending signals to the vagus nerve and you're calming your body down. Humming is stimulating more nitric oxide and allowing it to break free from all of those tissues. Um, I'm a little bit more, guys. I'm a I published bit... a study on a thousand marijuana users, and then I compared them to non-users. Every area of their brains lower in blood flow. And then I did a study, the world's largest imaging study. This one's about the marijuana users that have a daily. It might blow your mind. Blow your mind, mind blowing. On 62,454 scans on how the brain ages. And then we looked at what accelerated aging and being schizophrenic, so a very serious psychiatric disorder, your brain is 10 years older. Wow. The second worst thing was marijuana. It prematurely aged the brain worse than alcohol, worse than cigarettes. Uh -oh. And data's coming out now uh -oh. that it's not innocuous. They actually no. looked at people who smoke cigarettes versus people who smoked marijuana and the lungs and the marijuana smokers were more damaged Whoa. than the nicotine ah. users. Good morning, everybody. Today, what we're gonna talk about is marijuana, cannabis, and hemp and all those things and how that beautiful plant can cause major problems. So, yes, marijuana is not great for you long-term with chronic daily use. It is an amazing plant that has amazing properties that saves tons of lives, but it has to be treated with respect. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. It can blow your mind like anything. What, what else can't? Just about anything you do in life. After a long time period, you know, it could blow your mind for sure. So we're going to do a little story time and some time from my past when I used to have seasonal allergies. And what was interesting about having seasonal allergies, it was the fact that I was spraying myself with toxic fragrances. Remember those Axe body spray cans? I used to douse myself with all of that. And basically then I would all of a sudden start having sneezing issues. I'd have sinus issues. I'd get headaches. I'd get migraines. I'd get all these plethora of side effects from the toxic chemicals in fragrance. Did you know there's up to 13,000 different chemicals in fragrance that do not have to be disclosed? It's a special loophole. So as soon as I stop dousing myself with all those chemicals, magically, my seasonal allergies disappeared. Well, it was interesting because the professionals were originally telling me it was just the seasons were changing and that's what was causing it. But in reality, I was poisoning my own body. You can look into the documentary Stink that goes more into this, but I just wanted to share my personal story with you. I often wonder about these people that are fairly youngish, you know what I mean? Like, over time, I'm, I'm not saying he's not right. Yeah, of course, he's making a lot of sense. But how many years have you gone through this? You know, how many seasons? I mean, what have we got about an average of maybe 60 to 80 seasons in their life when you really break it down 
Think about it. You know, how many summers are you going to witness in your life? What, 60, 80? You know? So how can you say that, oh, this year I'm this and that, and um, I don't know about these people that talk like that, to be honest with you. <clears throat> yeah, we all have good years. We all have bad years, you know? No, I haven't had this because of this drug or this um, herb that I'm on. It's like, well, maybe you wouldn't have had it anyway. You know what I mean? So maybe things are over-exaggerated. Like, how would you know, really? Like, oh, I think a lot of people are putting it onto the, um, it's sort of like a placebo. Well, since I've had Jinkova, um, I've... I've improved my sleeping patterns. Well, maybe you were going through a period in your life that your sleeping patterns might be improving. So how do you know it's the actual drug itself or the meds or whatever the freaking thing it is? You know? You don't know that. You don't know that. You, you, you could have just, because of your psychological evaluation of this thing, that it means this to me, that it's it's going to create that. You know, it's the same when someone gives you something that is a witch doctor that you fully believe in, you know, you know, here's a concoction to get rid of a cold, you know. Well, your cold's usually going to get go away in about three days anyway. Oh, wow, it took me two to three days on this concoction of um, honey, um, turmeric and um, ginger. And wow, this thing works. Well, you're actually going to get healed or your body was going to come back in to focus at that time anyway. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. How many of us over-exaggerate a certain thing that um, is actually something that you were going to overcome anyway, really, when you think about it? Oh, I was, I was on something for a week. And then I had this, and then three days later, yeah, well, it was probably because that um, toxin coming out of your body was going to last a week and three days. And three days before it decided to actually get you back on track, you took this thing anyway. You know? you got to think about things like that. you got to think about it. It's really bizarre. You can use copper pyramids to heal your body. You can create a copper pyramid. You can put your seeds underneath the copper pyramid and it will help them germinate quicker and they will also be much healthier. You can also put food under a pyramid and it will preserve itself indefinitely. This is a fascinating one. Les Brown talked about this. He put food underneath a pyramid and above a pyramid and he noticed that it would preserve itself indefinitely. So you could take like an egg, crack it open, put it in a pyramid or place it above a pyramid and it will preserve itself. And if you want to bring it back, you just put a little water on it. This was the work of Les Brown. He understood that we could use shapes to heal, preserve our body, preserve the energy, the aura, the essence of everything. You even saw copper vinyl records, copper vinyl records before plastic, Statue of Liberty, copper, Buddhist monk temples, copper. You see copper all so why would we not be doing things with copper? It doesn't make any sense. What about Operation Mockingbird? Let's get out of this rabbit hole. Seven minutes, I reckon. Since the invention of the printing press, 
There's been a battle to control disseminated information. Let's do this. In the early 1900s, oil tycoon John D. Rockefeller took control of every newspaper and news editor of his era. He became America's first billionaire, paving the way for the power-hungry ever since. Thus began the gold rush for the modern world's most precious resource, the narrative. Do you have any people being paid by the CIA who are contributing to a major circulation American journal? During a Senate committee investigation, it was revealed that the CIA had been conducting a covert operation to infiltrate and control U.S. media. They called it Operation Mockingbird. We do have people who submit pieces to American journals. Do you have any people paid by the CIA who are working for television networks? This, I think, gets into the kind of details, Mr. Chairman, that I'd like to get into in executive session. Over 3,000 CIA-contracted and trained operatives are placed in key positions within top media outlets. Posing as editors and journalists, these well-paid actors never dared to question the effect of their lives on the world beyond their cozy studio. How often does the CIA manipulate the media in this way? It goes beyond your wildest imagination. Setting up student organizations so they could draw radical students in. 5,000 university professors co-opted to help the CIA manipulate people's minds. Journalists in the U.S., including big-name journalists, co-opted to function routinely to help the CIA put out stories and biases to the world. As this 1952 CIA memo says, the aim is controlling an individual to the point where he will do our bidding against his will. It's a great brainwashing process to change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent no one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interest of defending themselves, their families, their community, and their country. Would you say that continues today? Well, I, yeah, I would think probably for a reporter it would continue today, but because of all of the revelations, I think you've got to be much more careful about it. So how do we know that Operation Mockingbird still isn't in effect? Well, we don't. It was the Telecommunications Act of 1996 that opened the door for predatory corporations to monopolize the industries of print and broadcast. This bill protects consumers against monopolies. It guarantees the diversity of voices. Today, a handful of corporate empires own and control the vast majority of everything you read, hear, and watch. From the biggest movie studios, television and radio networks, newspapers and magazines, to the vast universe of internet news and entertainment sites. Amazon has transformed its operations in response to COVID-19 to protect employees and keep packages flowing. The company is keeping its employees safe and healthy while still delivering those packages to the doorstep. The company is keeping its employees safe and keeping its employees safe and healthy. Millions of Americans staying at home. Millions of Americans staying at home. And that is how it works. It's like a house of mirrors, where you're seeing the same thing over and over and over again, except it's distorted. 
is an industry that is paid to go after and target journalists, whistleblowers, and inundate our consciousness and the images we see to try to ruin, destroy, or smear the idea that they don't like or the person who's delivering it. You smear somebody with falsehoods and all the rest, and then you merchandise it. And then you write it, and if they see it's reported in the press, so they have that validation that the press reported the smear, and then it's called the wrap-up smear. Now I'm going to merchandise the press's report on the smear that we made. And it's, it's a tactic. Welcome back, everybody. News personalities are not the only high-paid actors to serve the propaganda machine. Most late-night talk shows are owned by the same corporate overlords and thus follow the same script only laced with a laugh. Our main story tonight concerns conspiracy theory. Last week tonight with John Oliver featured a skit entitled Coronavirus Conspiracy Theories. Like the claim that the moon landing was faked. First thing to note here is that Mr. Oliver opens with commentary about conspiracy theories that are completely unrelated to coronavirus. This is a standard tactic used by propagandists to set a tone so that anything that follows will be seen through the lens of absurdity. Pandemic a pseudo-documentary filled with a hodgepodge of conspiracy theories. Mr. Oliver then does his best to debunk Dr. Judy's claim that she was arrested but never charged with the crime. She was absolutely criminally charged. This was not an oversight, but a blatant lie. Prior to the taping of this episode, Mr. Oliver had the official arrest documents that clearly proved that Dr. Judy was never charged with the crime. Ah. Mr. Oliver then attempts to debunk the idea that a beach, aka nature, holds any value and boosting our body's natural immune system. Instead of challenging the point with science, he kills it with a snare. Everything that you just said is insane. Television is not the truth. We deal in illusions, man. None of it is true. But you people sit there day after day, night after night, all ages, colors, creeds. We're all you, you believe know. It. You're beginning to believe the illusions we're spinning here. You're beginning to think that the tube is reality and that your own lives are unreal. This is mass madness, you maniacs. In God's name, you people are the real thing. We are the illusion. So turn off your television sets. Turn them off now. Turn them off right now. Turn them off and leave them off. Turn them off right in the middle of the sentence I'm speaking to you now. Turn them off. That's absolute madness. Madness. It's an extension of your brain. Whereas if we go outside on a hot sunny day, the, the strength of the sun is being monitored by the eyes and the message is sent to the brain. And when the sun is very hot and very strong, it gives a message to the skin to close up little receptor sites so you don't burn so easily. But if you go out into hot sun with sunglasses on, you can burn a lot easy because your brain didn't get the message that the sun's hot to close the little receptor sites. Your brain is copper and carbon. Dr. Sebi said that. Your brain is copper and carbon. So you need copper for your brain to function and for your whole body to function. And Morley Robbins was talking about how we only need one milligram of iron in our body per day. The rest is supposed to be coming from copper. So think about this imbalance that we're having. We have no copper over here, and then we have all this iron and all this plastic over here. Well, this is gonna gunk us all up, just like those pipes.
It's going to block up those pipes, which what's it's going to do to the body? It's going to block up the pipes of the body or the electrical pathways of the body or the meridian lines that run up and down the entire body. So if you think about it, if you take the copper away, then now you're overloaded on iron. And iron doesn't conduct too well. But if we're conductive crystals, if you take out all the copper, you have no more conductivity. Then you start having people having inflammation, their lymphatic system's all messed up, you know, they can't think, their stomach's all messed up. You start seeing all these things and going, hmm, kind of makes sense because nothing is flowing. There's no energy that's flowing. It's all blocked up. How do you get copper into your body? You can look into liver. Liver is one of the highest sources of copper. You can also look into cashews with the skin. Another great source of copper. Or you could just drink from a copper cup too. You know, I mean, there's different ways. Different ways to get your Alaska's copper. vast interior is home to jagged mountains. Dance for. Now, this one's about Alaska. I know there's a few lads and lessons going over there this year. I want to give you a little bit of a story about Alaska that might blow your mind. And icy rivers. Living here is not for the faint of heart. The little town of McGrath prides itself on its resiliency. But everyone knows there's something odd in the sky. Something odd there, guys. From UFOs to alien sightings, McGrath yeah. has long been a magnet for unusual activity. And there's one area outside of town that could explain it all. My name is Donna, and I lived in McGrath about 16, 18 years. My elderly friend in McGrath, when we first moved there, her name was Margaret, and she knew that area quite well. And she used to talk about the land of no activity. She said that planes would lose their magnetic instruments on their airplane over that field. It's interesting that in remote Alaska, out of McGrath specifically, that there would be any area that when a plane flew over, there was no magnetic activity. There would be no reason for it to. It's, it's strange. That could possibly be what they call the Black Pyramid. For years, theories have swirled about a Black Pyramid built by aliens hiding in Alaska. This Black Pyramid is supposed to be underground, and it was told to me that it was covered at one time back in the Ice Age. Some think it's an old generator, long since abandoned. Others suspect that aliens still use it today now, to broadcast messages across the universe, maybe with our own government's help. There's something going on. The area's fenced off, and they have signs that says... No I'll see if I can no find it when I'm up there for you, Oz. Makes you wonder what's, what's going on. No more podcasts. Of 50 states, no more opposition. Alaska leads the pack in alien activity, which is why the... Hey, they're all going. I, I deliberately funded them all to go there, Monica, so I've got no more competition. <laughs> Residents of McGrath have Woo! suspicions about a mysterious... They're all gone! Deep in the Outside of town. 
Not only is the 200-acre patch completely barren, airplanes flying above it often have trouble with their navigation systems. Ah! Alien orbs have also been spotted hovering nearby. For decades, McGrath's residents have had more questions than answers. Well, didn't fund their flights for nothing. But now, the truth may finally be coming out. Yeah! My name is and I am a former United States Army military specialist. After I got out of the military, I moved up here. I've lived here since that time, over 35 years. The reason I moved up here is because knowing what I knew, being in the military intelligence, number one hot spot for the Russians to bomb. So if a nuclear bomb were to go off, I might see a flash. That would be it. There would be no suffering. His identity has been concealed for his own safety. What I am about to tell you is classified on the highest level of the world. I'm telling you this could get me sent to Leavenworth for the rest of my life. During the height of the Cold War, I worked in a telecommunications center which delivered all of the high-priority messages. It was not uncommon for most everybody in my office to have a top-secret security clearance. Basically, there's unclass, and then there's what they call unclass EFTO, which stands for Encrypted for Transmission. <laughs> And then you go from there to confidential, secret, top secret. And top secret is the, the, the highest one that anybody in the federal government can have. But above top secret, there is five levels of access. But different people that were done on them had a top secret access level one or two. I had a three. Most of the people in the Pentagon have a three or four. And of course, the president around him has a five. Our most important job was to make sure that the president had the information that he needed as fast as possible. I think they use energy weapons against me. I'm not going to play any more of that. Fire out. I'll do Antarctica has captured the imagination of many who claim ancient civilizations lie buried beneath the ice and rumors of extraterrestrial contact and advanced technology hidden in its remote corners abound. While the secular narrative dismisses many of these theories as speculative or lacking evidence, supporters argue that Antarctica holds clues to humanity's past, present, and future that have yet to be fully explored and understood. In this video, I am to discuss the truth surrounding Antarctica with the goal to entice people to read the works within the Bible so that they may follow more closely the Word of God. Yeah. If you enjoyed the contents of this video, Please remember to like, and if you would want to see more, subscribe. No, I don't want to talk about it. Though we may miraculously overturn the state of affairs, Next. it looks increasingly likely that it will be a small minority that emerges from the other side. So should we subscribe to your show or his show? The majority of will tread the path of resistance all the way over the cliff.
and to the sudden stop at the bottom. The reason for this is that the ingestion of mindless propaganda. I did sound excited and know when I was going to go into it, but I was just like, ah, sick of the Antarctic. I've been talking about it for freaking weeks. It's starting to annoy me. We speak about the transition. He's swab. Into what Uncle. I would call the intelligent age. And I did something maybe unusual. I took ChatGPT and I had a long discussion with ChatGPT, with my pot, if I may say so to see how this new era... How do you have a long discussion with ChatGPT? Like, did he just fucking... Oh, hello, um, ring, ring him up and have a yarn to him? Is, is this a person, ChatGPT? Like, I, I have a long discussion with my friend, uh, the AI bot, about how to take over the world. And, um, what the hell's this? I had a chat. How do you have a chat with him? You put things in, the thing answers you back. I wouldn't call that a chat. Well, I guess it's called chat GPT for a reason. But bloody hell, this is freaking nuts. Let's have a listen to Anal Swap. I took chat GPT. And I had a long discussion with chat GPT. Hot, if I may say so, to see how this new era will look like. Ooh. And finally, I had about 20 pages of text, and I asked ChatGPT. So the batshit crazy cunt's talking to a freaking computer. Okay, we get that. And you're going to dictate to the world of what we're supposed to do. Okay, we've worked that out. Next, were you wearing undies or you were naked at the time? Yeah. Summarize the text. You will wear silk undies, Oz. Silk, I tell you. What will the new era, the intelligent era, look like? And I read you the text. Envisioning a future propelled by the technologies of the fourth industrial revolution. I think it's funny he's asked this thing a question that he's already programmed the answer. <laughs> <laughs> His little program nephew. Uh, well, I'm going to ask this thing a question. Can you type in this answer? Oh, yeah, yeah, don't worry, Uncle. We can do that. We see a new dawn of human civilization, one that harmonizes technology with the deepest needs and aspirations of humanity. Aww. This vision unfolds within a society where artificial intelligence, oh. robotics, the internet of the things, 3D printing, genetic engineering, quantum computing become the foundations of our daily life, yet are guided by a pro Hey, retard, all I want to do is ring my mum on a Friday night. You know, if I can do that, that's a great accomplishment. Thank you. Found respect for human values, creativity, and the natural world. In this new intelligent age, technology is not merely a tool or an extension of human capabilities. It is a partner in shaping a world where every individual 
has the opportunity to reach their full potential. Yeah. Education systems will be re revolutionized by personalized learning platforms powered by AI, adapting to each student's pace and style of learning, ensuring that no one is left behind. Uh. Healthcare becomes predictive and personalized with treatments tailored to the genetic makeup of each individual. And remote monitoring technologies will ensure that high quality care reaches even the most remote eras. The economy is transformed by a new wave of creative entrepreneurship where small businesses and innovators have access to the global market through digital platforms and manufacturing is democratized by 3D printing technologies. Was the Soviet... Shut me down. That was anal swab. Yeah. Well, lots of intelligence coming out of that mouth. The rulers of the world, guys. There's no doubt about it. Little, little monkey. Well, <coughs> class, class them as certain things. Might be a little bit racist. If you know. Hey, this was quite an enjoyable show today, uh, South Boss Man. I don't know if you can hear me. Have a good day, everybody. Welcome. To I hope you enjoyed Strange Days. South Osman is pretty amazing. If uh, he doesn't say so himself, please listen again, like, and follow. Catch us on the next episode of Strange Days. Calm down, guys. Yeah, Monica, she knows. My one and only prayer is that someday I'll share my hopes, my dreams come true. The truth about the truth, none of us can never know how much they hate it so. My only prayer is.